You're listening to Market Scale Sports. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I'm talking with the CEO and co-founder of HitCheck, Mike Piha. Mike, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Hey, do me a favor. Tell me a little bit about sort of your journey that led you to found HitCheck. Yeah, so um, I have a, an extensive background in, in uh, youth sports um, as a coach and also as an founder and administrator of several uh, youth sports leagues, mainly in the football side of things. And um, that's uh, what I considered my side job, although my wife considered it my full-time job. I'm also an entrepreneur that started uh, a few companies, and um, but uh, had the passion to work with kids and um, help develop um, you know, their lives and teach them um, some life lessons through the world of sports. So uh, after 25 plus years of that um, and starting a league out in Northern California, where we had um, over close to 9,000 kids participating, um, I noticed um, a trend happening that there was a real decline in kids participating, mainly in youth football. And um, I had stepped back from the coaching ranks and was trying to understand what was going on. And as um, you're familiar, and I'm sure everybody else, um, the issue with concussions kept coming up and concern of parents um, of letting their children participate in a contact sport. So um, I started doing some research to see how we can um, change it and, you know, find out what's really going on and and uh, ended up uh, coming up with a website and it's no longer available. It was called Safe the Game, S-A-F-E the Game, which was just basically an information site to help, you know, for education of concussions and uh, education for uh, teaching proper tackling techniques and things like that to just make the game safer. And through that process, a doctor by the name of Dr. Jake Benford, who um, a sports medicine doctor, had a stint with the 49ers, worked with the um, Golden State Warriors D team, um, had been working on a project where he uh, came up with this concept of developing a quick um, assessment test for mainly uh, focused on youth um, for concussion testing. And it was something that was completely lacking in the industry. There wasn't anything available that was quick um, and uh, mobile and affordable. And uh, he had started this project for a couple of years and contacted me and the two of us got together and spent about a year just doing some beta testing and working together and understanding it. And um, and then we decided that uh, it's time to build a company from it. So let's talk about concussions for just a second because I want to I want to understand something. Is there a ratio of risk based on the age of the participant? For example, is a is a an older player less likely to suffer because they are stronger and they're more fully formed? Are they less likely to suffer a concussion or is the the risk the same at all levels? Well, I don't think that information um, is exact, and that's one of the one of the areas that we're um, we've built this company for is to really start collecting that data. So, you know, the risk the risk is there at all levels in all ages. Um, so, and I would guess with younger players, they're still growing. So, correct. I would imagine that the risks might be even though they're at 
traveling at slower physical speeds with less mass, less inertia, but they're also in a formative uh, stage. So they might be actually even more susceptible, but we just haven't paid attention to it until now. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the way you're paying attention to it. You know, that sports technology is really a a rapidly growing field, that, that trend towards technology and the application of technology for observing and, and evaluating concussions is right there at the forefront, right? Correct. Yeah, and there's um, there's a term. It's called a, a secondary impact syndrome. So it's it's the second concussion. And there's a statistic out there that says 38 percent of concussed youth athletes, and youth is really 15 and under, return to play the same day, which is a big problem. And the reason that's happening because the on-field assessment or on-practice assessments don't exist. And, you know, the, the education of a coach or an administrator that's out on a field with a kid, regardless of the sport, they just don't have the knowledge to test somebody and find out if there's even um, a symptom or something that's, you know, gone wrong after some sort of an impact. Yeah, it seems like waving your finger in front of someone's face and having their eyes track your finger does not really um, do all of the necessary data acquisition that you might want. Now, let's talk about the way that you approach that sort of on-field assessment with the hit check concussion assessment. Uh, it's an app. It's an app, right? Correct. It's a test. It's basically a test. But it's it's done on an app. It's mobile. It's done on a. Um, Yes. So it can be done on on a cell phone. It can be done on a on a uh, LTE connected app, or if you're inside, let's say a basketball arena, it could be connected to a Wi-Fi connected tablet. And and this is something that can start being used as young as is it six years old? Yeah, it starts at the age of six, and um, there's actually four tests that are designed within the system. So based on your age, when you put your age into the app, it'll go to that particular test. So obviously the easier um, type of questions and testing is done at the lower ages and then it advances, you know, as you progress. Now, when we think about concussions, obviously the first sport everybody thinks about is football, but concussions can happen in any, just about any physical activity that involves movement. Correct. Yes, we've, um, you know, we're working, you know, I, I, the list of sports, you know, some of them will amaze you, but we're, you know, we're working with the contact sports such as rugby, hockey, football. Um, but, um, one of the higher, um, concussion rates in sports is women's soccer. Um, you know, soccer has a fairly high rate, uh, wrestling, um, you know, snowboarding. I mean, you can go, go pretty far into a lot of different sports. We're working with some colleges and, um, you know, at the the club and intramural level, um, Ultimate Frisbee has a high level of concussions. Um, so there's a lot of sports out there, you know, and, and it's not just hitting somebody else. It's hitting your head on the ground, um, you know, an elbow to the head. So there's a lot of different ways that, um, you know, your head can be um, impacted from a concussion. So it sounds like this is probably not going to make appearance in my weekly bowling uh, night. Probably, probably not. I mean, unless I'm a really bad bowler. 
I think you're right on that. But here's another thing that most people don't think about. This application isn't just for sports. There are other walks of life that have uh, movement, impacts. It seems like this is something that could even apply to the military. Um, Absolutely. Um, We're actually working on a project right now with the Department of Defense and the U.S. military. And um, they're doing a beta test that's coming up. And we were actually chosen as the company to work with them on this. And, you know, their processes are, um, I hate to use the word, but fairly antiquated on how they um, have been testing. And uh, they're looking to, you know, automate that. And so we're going to be doing a test over the next uh, 12 to 15 months with the Department of Defense. I'm thinking back to my youth sports days. I'm pretty sure that rub some dirt on it was never an official medical diagnosis. No, I think that's, you know, and, you know, to, to touch on that too, you, you had mentioned, you know, other walks of life and the number one cause um, of effect of concussions in this country is a child falling off a bike. Really? So just, just out there riding a bike, you know, or learning how to ride a bike and falling off a bike and, you know, whether they have a helmet or not, um, you know, they're, that's, that's the number one cause out there of concussion. So the app can be used from a consumer play also. You know, if a parent has the app downloaded, um, something would happen to their child, whether they fell off a bike or hit their head on a coffee table in the house or, you know, just, um, you know, something happened while they're playing outside, they could test um, their child at that point. So you're kind of straddling the, the, the border between sports and um, personal health care or telemedicine, Correct. telemedicine, for example. Yeah, we've, we've actually had a, um, you know, we've, we've done some testing in the telemedicine area and there's definitely an opportunity there where you can bring a medical professional on and actually, um, you know, review and um, take a look at that particular test and also um, review, you know, talk to the um, patient and um, try to uh, do a diagnose on the patient right there. It's, um, you know, it, I, it's early in that stage there. Um, like I said, we've done some testing and uh, we're definitely going to be developing this further as we progress. But, um, you know, there is a price for that also. Um, you know, when you bring a telemedicine uh, medical professional on. Now, as a tech nerd, which I am, I'm very interested in the back end of things, technologically speaking. I'm really interested in the way, because you have to be collecting a massive amount of data in order to have this function. In order for it to be accurate, you you have to have as many data points as, as possible. Um have you found that to be a really interesting challenge in collating and interpreting all of the data that you're collecting? Yeah, it's a work in process. I mean, we're still, you know, we're a young company. We we did our beta launch in mid-2017. Um, you know, we did beta testing before that, but we're still in the process of collecting data and analyzing the data. And um, yes, to answer your question, it's, it is a challenge to you know, find the, you know, the areas that, uh, you know, because concussions don't happen every day. And, you know, baseline testing is great. They, you know, when they take the baseline test, 
It's, um, it's about a seven to 10 minute test, and we're collecting a lot of data from that at different age groups. Um, but, you know, the post-tests after a suspected concussion um, occurs, um, the post-tests obviously are a lot less. And it's somewhere, you know, there's some statistics out there from other tests that it's around three to 4% of the total base test taken that three to 4% actually um, would take a post-test. Um, with a suspected concussion. Now, obviously, you you have the right approach, the right reason for caring about this and wanting to develop this technology. Do you find some concern that you might experience pushback from coaches or administrations with regards to letting hit check, for example, be the final say? in whether or not a player uh, returns to the field? Yeah, we have, well, first of all, it's not the final say. So the, you know, the either a athletic trainer, a coach, or an EMT or whoever happens to be, whether it could be a parent or, you know, an administrator in, in a league, um, the final say is done with them. So our, you know, we're just basically a tool or an aid to go, you know, to help make a decision. You know, so if you think of it this way that you're, you know, you take a baseline test, that information is recorded, something happens that's suspected of a, uh, of a head injury, you take a post-test, you compare the results, and if there's, um, the results aren't matching, there's something, you know, that's not right um, with your brain. So now it's some, they have to make that decision. Do they continue to let an athlete or an individual participate? Or do they seek medical attention for them immediately? And, you know, based on, on the test that they take, there's, um, there's actually nine parts to it, um, you know, that contain short-term memory, long-term memory, coordination, balance, problem solving, you know, different things like that. So they can, um, you know, if every area of that failed or the majority of those areas they failed in, um, it, it's highly recommended you you get medical um, attention um, for that individual. So you're accelerating our approach to the future of certain aspects of sports medicine. Um, as a thought leader sort of looking towards the future, do you see anything on the horizon that really has your attention? Um, yeah, I think, you know, first of all, you know, what we're doing is a cognitive test. Right. So it's um, it's pretty standard. You mentioned earlier, you know, do you count the number of fingers and ask where you are and things like that. And so we've replaced that more with a, you know, a technology approach and also a data collecting approach. Because when you do, you know, when you ask those questions, nobody's documenting anything and you're not collecting any data and you're not, you know, you're just basically asking questions and then a decision's made. Let's take the, the athlete out or let's keep them in. So, you know, we've, we're advancing that. Um, you know, there's a lot of research being done right now. I'm sure you've um, heard some of it. You know, eye tracking is really important. There are some great products out there. Um, from the eye tracking standpoint, we're looking into adding some of that into um, our process. Um, you know, there's some advanced technology and um, blood samples, saliva samples, and things like that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's advancing fairly fast and, uh, you know, we're keeping abreast of what's going on. But, you know, when you start getting into the youth ages, 
Um, and when I say youth, that's, you know, high school and under. And those are the areas that have really been neglected. And what we saw in, you know, our, my research when I first got involved was there really wasn't a test, um, an assessment test that was available that, number one, was, was available on a mobile device, um, which everybody has, or the majority of us have in today's society. Number two, um, was quick, you know, was under 10 minutes and could be done, three, could be done anywhere you know, on a field, at home, at a practice field, in a gym, wherever. And then the last one is that it's affordable because most of the, you know, there's close to 50 million youth playing organized sports in the U.S. today. And, um, you know, uh, most of them are volunteer sports and uh, it's, it's um, you know, something that's expensive for them to purchase within an organization um, a lot of times doesn't happen. So we had to make sure that it was something that was affordable. Well, I wish you continued success. And this is a really interesting concept and uh, a very um, sort of logical approach to what is apparently a, a finally being recognized situation. And thank you for that. Today, I've been talking to the CEO and co-founder of HitCheck, Mike Piha. Mike, thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.